Support for Rap and Order is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RAPINORDER20 at manscaped.com. Check it out. Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Tori and B. Today, guys, we're gonna get into the Love Below. Now, I know, I know this is a double album. It's a double album. It's actually called Speaker Box: The Love Below, and it's the fifth studio album from Outkast. You know, which consists of Big Boy and Andre 3000. But the Speaker Box um, focuses on Big Boy. Big Boy takes down for that. It was kind of their way of releasing a double, well, a solo, their solo albums, but it was a double album. Um, but I wanted to focus on the Love Below specifically, which is Andre 3000's half of the double album um, for plenty of reasons. But this album came out in 2003. It received very, very wide critical acclaim. It sold over 10 million records. 11 million now. Yes, it's at 11 million now. Um and there's just so much lore around this album. With one album of the year at the Grammys. And one album of the year. Um, and it's such a big part of pop culture in that time frame, mainly because of the main single from The Love Below, which was Hey Ya. Um, you know, you have Polaroid call, like trying to jump in the news and say, hey, you're actually not supposed to shake your Polaroids. That's going to fuck up your photos. Like, mm-hmm. sh- just... Weird shit like that was happening around these songs. Um, but it was a real, I just remember it being a very distinct time. But the love below stands out to me for plenty of reasons. Number one, um, to this day, a lot of people like to say that we don't have a solo Andre 3000 album. Um, and I like to count this as that. Uh, I like to count this as the closest we'll get to that. Uh, if you read Andre 3000, uh, interviews lately. I don't think he's even in the headspace to give us um, a solo album. I think this is as good as it gets, and I'm okay with that actually. Like on a re-listen to this, you're not okay with that? Nope. All right, we'll get into that. But on a re-listen to this, I'm very sa- every time I listen to this album, I'm very satisfied with this album, and we can get into the amount of impact and influence that this album on its own has had. And the artist that it's inspired, but um, why why uh why wouldn't you be okay with that? I have a lot of places to go, but I'll answer your question first. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be okay with that because, um, imagine being Superman. Imagine imagine Superman's your next door neighbor, and somebody keeps coming to your house fucking you up. And Superman don't come help. And he's just watching. He's just watching. He's just like, yo, you know, I'm I'm P, I'm a pacifist. That's fucked up. Right? Andre 3000 is probably one of the most skilled artists. Not even just one of the most skilled rappers. Right? Because 
I'm, all right, I'm going to use this to set up what I'm about to go into. He's one of the most skilled artists, period, right? What he did with this album, with his side of it, well, actually him and Big Boy, I, I give Big Boy the credit as well, because there's a reason why L.A. Reid says that Outkast is, is his favorite act that he's ever had. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Even though Babyface wasn't his act, Babyface was his partner. Mm-hmm. He works, He's worked with Babyface. He's worked with Michael Jackson. He helped break... Um, Tony Braxton. He helped break TLC. Usher, right? Usher is his artist, right? Yeah. But my thing is, is just that Outkast is are one of the huge reasons why rap music is the biggest genre today. Obviously, there are many people that were a part of this, right? Mm-hmm. But what Outkast did was they they knew how to make radio hit records. Like now, like these are some rapidly rapping ass dudes, but they understood the music, what the music industry really wanted as far as getting on top 40 radio mm-hmm. and being crossover artists and still like being true to who they are. And what Andre 3000 did with Hey Ya, right? And this album period is kind of, if you really think about it, if you take, if you bottle up a bunch of the top 40 artists right now, so let's take, you know, Drake for um, his um, um, melodies and the way he's able to kind of like um, cater to women, right? Mm-hmm. Let's take uh, Bruno Mars, how he's able to make take um, songs from a later later time in the past, right? right. Um, then you take rap music right now, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and, you know, there's a slew of other artists that I can, like, name um, shit. Even if you, you take right now, like, Doja Cat, like, you know, or Katy Perry, like, artists that kind of, like, and I'll, Katy Perry, no, because she's not dominating right now. But I'm just saying, like the most current artists, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much everything, every all of these artists is what Andre 3000 is in one. He can do everything. Like there's not one avenue that he can't touch. And what he did on this album, he gave you a little bit of everything, and everything from this album can be on top 40 radio and do fine. Yeah, right. And he still gets his respect in the rap genre mm-hmm. because nobody wants to fuck with him. He's the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. So it's frustrating to know that there's a person that is this talented because if Andre 3000, let's say if Andre 3000 did continue to make music, he probably be the biggest. He would probably he probably would have peaked and had like one of the biggest runs in music. Right. Mm-hmm. If he would have continued as a solo artist, he probably will also have an album that's just as as big as selling as this project is. And. I'm going to be selfish. Like I'm pissed off with him for not giving us that incredible body of work. It's like, he just pokes his head out every once in the blue and like does something really cool. And that's great. I appreciate it. But it's just like, all it does is remind me like, Oh my God, this dude is amazing. Like he is yeah. so good. Yeah, like and we're never, we're never going to, we'll never be able to like get it. And like so much time has passed. You know what? I'm not even going to say that. He's that good. I think if he put out an album right now, it would do everything that it's supposed to do. Oh, yeah. Right? So, it's that's the the trouble. But that's the troublesome thing in the sense that The Love Below is such a significant project to what the music that we hear today because The Love Below was the first time that some kids, you know, might have gone into other genres or just or wanted to hear other things besides rap music. Mm -hmm. Yes, I understand that Tribe Called Quest and many other groups, you know, use a lot of different instrumentation and use a lot of um, different genres of music in their 
in their presentation. Mm -hmm. But what Andre did, like Andre was actually playing instruments himself, just him and doing things. And it's it's just very sad (laughs) that we don't get it. And I understand he has has performance anxiety. Um, You know, he kind of felt like being a rapper past the age of 30 was kind of like, you know, something that he just didn't find ideal. And he has certain roadblocks of things that he thinks, but it's is it's disappointing, man. And it's crazy because this album is so good, right? And you think about it like, all right, man, you don't gotta rap, man. Just 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 do your your melodic shit, bro. Yeah. Like even if Arch Three Eight Thousand made an album with Justin playing the flute, I'd buy that shit. This album this album came at an interesting time too. I wanted to note that because uh it came in two thousand three and at the end of that year. And earlier that year. Oh, go ahead. You go. You, I think you about to take it there. So earlier that year, Fifty debuted. Yes. Yeah, in February, and um, Fifty had a monstrous year, and and it's one of those things that like he had one of those years and one of those movements that like if you weren't like the movement, you kind of had to move the fuck out the way. Right. And so it was kind of brave in this time for for Outkast to come out because they were nothing like that. I mean, mm-hmm. for this album to come out because it was nothing like yeah, the contrast was, and was crazy. In. And remember, at this time, the Crunk era was at its peak. Mm-hmm. Houston was on the rise, and you know, Houston was was yeah, Houston was rising. Mm-hmm. Crunk music was like had like hit like its fever pitch, right? Yeah. Oh, Houston had their uh, their their Swisher House yeah. movement. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And then trap music was being like the 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 groundwork for trap music was coming because mm-hmm. T.I. was coming out and then like, you know, and Gucci Mane and Jeezy mm-hmm. were like right behind him, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then like the West Coast had 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 the game. Yeah. And a lot of West Coast artists were coming out, right? Mm-hmm. But, and then a little bit later on, back, the Backpacker movement came. Yeah. Right? But what they did with the project, I know we're talking to just talking about the love below, but like what, what they did was kind of like some Beatles shit. Well, explain that. So they're the biggest rap group in the world. And at their peak, they decided, well, Andre 3000 decided that he didn't want to tour anymore. Mm. So think of, mind you, they're on tour with Lauryn Hill. Yeah. Right? So they Andre 3000, like they, Big Boy and Andre said they want to have a, a meeting with, with L.A. Reid. And in the meeting, Andre announced that he doesn't want to tour anymore. And he doesn't want to do an album with Big Boy. That was all news to Big Boy, <laughs> right? So I, I, that that's an L.A. Reid's book sing to me. So you know, with that going on, um, Big Boy's like, all right, you know, they like they like so Andre and Big Boy they 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 figure it out, they squash it, and then Big Boy's like, yo, I want to work on my album. And they're doing an album, and in the midst of that happening, L.A. Reid is like, yo, Big Boy's album sounding really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On some like competitive shit, and then Andre was like, "How much time I got before the deadline to turn in the album?" Mm-hmm. And LA is like, "Excuse me," and then he tells him that he has you know like sixty days. You have two months, and <laughs> he goes in and does the album. And I think the other thing that was really super duper impressive was is that they took the training wheels off and like they didn't use organized noise on this album. Yeah. That was very interesting. I think, um, I think, and I was reading reading on how Andre constructed this album, and like you said, he had the he had the deadline, but he was very out of the loop of rap. 
Like he he didn't want to do anything with like with rap. He doesn't even rap that much on this album. I think nope. he has maybe really just that one song, "A Life in a Day," Benjamin Andre, I think it is, where he really really raps. I think that's yeah. like the only one. And that's not even on the album, right? No, it's on the album. Oh, is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's at the end. That one is on uh, Idlewild. No, no, it's on this album. Yeah, it's on this album. And um and I think that's like the only time that he raps, but. I say all that to say when he went into this, he was very uninspired with, with rapping. And I think, and it's something that Andre goes through all the time. And he's been super transparent about his uh, his writer's block, like throughout the whole time that we've known Andre. Like he always talks about his writer's block. Which is, which is bullshit. You think so? You think, <laughs> Yo, it's like a, you think he uses Andre, it as like a... Yo, Andre 3000 is an asshole. I'm going to tell you why he's an asshole. Because he'll go in the studio with anybody, and obviously there's been there's definitely been times where he's had writer's block because mm-hmm. that that's what happened with the song um, for um, popping tags with Jay Z um, when Jay Z had Killer Mike and, and Big Boy on the song. Was that pop? No, I wasn't popping tags. That I was, was about uh, to say he was supposed to be on popping tags. No, that, no, that was was that fuck all night? No, not fuck all night. What song was it with Killer was Mike it, and Jay Z? Blueprint two. It, yeah, it's, it's Killer, definitely a song off of Blueprint two. It's Blueprint it's, two, so it's not popping tags. Nah, it's not Poppin' Tags. You Poppin sure? Tags is twisted. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Uh, no, Poppin' Tags is definitely Jay-Z, Blueprint 2. No, no, it, no, no, that's, it's, it's Poppin' Tags, but no. But it's a song with, with Killer Mike and, and Big Boy. Oh, Poppin yeah. Tags, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, Big. yeah, Poppin, yeah. Poppin' Tags, Big Boy, Killer Mike, and Twister. Right. Okay. So I was, okay, I was, okay, so I was right. So they're on the song... And Jay Z like already made the the song and like he, Andre is mentioned on he mentions all of them mm-hmm. <laughs> and big boy and Andre was just like yo I'm sorry like I'm honored that you want like you think this much of me I ain't got shit for you mm-hmm. and that was what are the I, I guarantee you that that like humbled Jay Z because. He's like, like, because he didn't say it to Jay, like, yo, you intimidate me. I can't come. He was just like, I'm, I don't feel like, nah, I, don't, I can't, nah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Like, think about that. He's Jay Z at the, like this time. This is black. Like, this is before the black album. Like, he's on the cusp of peak like, hove. Mm-hmm. Andre's like, yeah, I, I can't. I don't got nothing for you, bro. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's an asshole. Like, because he's so talented, he knows. Like, he's like the pre. He's like that real pretty girl that like. She'll give you a hand job, but she won't give you none. <laughs> wow. That's who Andre 3000 is. Andre oh 3000 is that super pretty girl. That's the beginning of the trailer. Yo, like, she is, he is. That is the I just wildest think, shit I ever heard about. I think, I think he does experience the writer's block and he's vocal about it so that people don't expect too much from him so that he, so that when he does deliver, it looks like he's overachieving. Hmm. I think I think that's what happens. But um, even when you get when you get into this album and and like we already talked about, hey y'all. But a song like Hey Y'all, he was really um, he didn't even know the direction that he wanted to take the song. I think he said Killer Mike wanted to rap on it. You bring up Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. He said Killer Mike wanted to rap on it, and he was like, "Yo, I could really see Killer Mike like body in this." Right. But. It would have gave it. It would have switched up the whole feel of it, feel of the song. And he was like, "I didn't know how I wanted to pitch it to radio." He said he wanted. He said he um 
when he pitched it to radio, he didn't even give them a name behind it. He just, because he said if he gave it to them as outcasts, that it would automatically change up how they would receive this. Right. It would have got sent all to all the hip hop stations. Exactly. What, what Andre 3000 did was brilliant. And obviously, we're going to stay on this for a long time. So bear with us, listeners and watchers. But he, what I'm like, he cracked the system because we all know that the Grammys just just doesn't respect hip hop since since its beginning, right? Mm-hmm. He pretty much figured out like, yo, there's no way they're not going to be able to enjoy this infectious ass beat. He used every instrument under the sun, mm-hmm. and white people can't help themselves, mm-hmm. right? So he did that, and then he pretty he he kind of like made it like a, a kind of like a, a 19, 1960s kind of like upbeat record. And the and the hook is so repetitive and so easy to like dance and sing to. It's like you're in a trance when you listen. Yeah, to that song. like as so, much as you you could be like, oh, it's annoying. The next yeah. thing you know, like you find yourself enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I think that he figured that out. And that's why it, I go back to if Andre three thousand was actively working in an industry right now, he would be the fucking man. Like he would have everything at his feet. Like. The industry will be oh my god, yeah. Because you got to think about it. there's no genre that he can he can write a country music song. He can mm-hmm. he can be writing songs for other artists. Think about that. That Andre Andre and Big Boy could be writing hits for other artists. You don't think L. A. Reid was hoping that like yo Andre so like you don't want to like ghostwrite for like this new artist that I got this new singer that I, that I have like he can just write hits. Like Andre like like they they were really good at this shit and these are like. Uh, hood ass Atlanta niggas. Yeah. Like these are hood Atlanta niggas. And they could come and write some of the most poppity pop shit and still like keep their street cred and still like, you know, like have nobody question what they're doing because they're just that talented. It's not that they selling out, it's not that they trying to sell records. They just that talented and understand shit that much. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a huge outcast fan. Like I love Wu Tang, but I love Outcast. I just make you understand that. Sorry. I um and I think there's just a lot of different special moments in this album. And the reason going back to the top of me saying um why I'll be satisfied is the fact that we got a chance to see what he could do with the full length album and that mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a typical hip hop album. Mm-hmm. And um and that he will work with so many different types of people. I mean, that he I mean he had Nora Jones on here, he had Khalees on here, he had uh Rosario Dawson with a spoken word. But like outside of just that, you know, the the genres that this album was able to include. I mean, you had hip hop, like progressive, you had funk, you had alternative, you had jazz, you had funk. And you can kind of see this album and how it inspired careers. Like yeah. you can see, you see, you see what, uh, and I brought it up earlier, but Childish Gambino, what he did with an album like Awaken My Love or like the later half of his career, even just the yeah. whole later half of his career. There's like literally pockets for whatever he's done can be found in this album. Absolutely. Um, and then you you mentioned off camera, you mentioned um, Mac Miller's the, the Divine Feminine. Yeah. So um, like yeah, absolutely, and that and that was just in ties of uh, both albums being albums that appreciate women and and speak highly of women and are all about 
just women appreciation. And and that's what this is. And it's not necessarily in sound, but in concept. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to think about that. That was that was big because like Andre 2000 from Atlanta, Georgia. Like Mm -hmm. that's the that's the home of the strip club. And he had like a he had he had early knowledge like he he was blessed to be around a lot of women that were able to give him a lot of knowledge and insight mm-hmm. on how important women were and think about like you know on that skit where he where he's talking he's like god oh you're a girl oh yeah <laughs> you know like i thought that was dope as fuck like yeah. the fact that he you know he threw that in there and i don't think a lot of people like caught like what he was trying to do like he was basically just letting it be known like yo i think women are the greatest mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just I just thought that that was brilliant. But there's one thing that I just want to touch on. I'm not going to keep it long. Right. So the riff between Andre and Big Boy. Right. Was it was more. I'm going to tell you how how glaring it was to like other people in the industry, like because like people just really people really like loved and respected them. So a lot of people stayed out of their shit. Mm-hmm. So the so. While they were doing these projects, right, um, also the International Players Anthem was being recorded. So originally it's produced by uh, Juicy J, mm-hmm. right, and it's UGK and 3-6 Mafia. Mm-hmm. So it's UGK, 3-6 Mafia on it originally. So when they originally put it out, it was just them. Um, and it was like a like for like because you remember back in the day they used to like give out sampler albums yeah for yeah. the album drop yeah so it was during like Grammy weekend and Big Boy and Andre separately heard it and they reached out to um I forgot they so they reached out to Bun and was like so Andre reached out and was like yo Bun I love it um do you mind if I like rapped over the sample Big Boy reaches out to Bun and says. I love it. Yo, do you mind if I add some drums? I want to rap over drums mm-hmm. to it. It was originally Project Pat's song. So, with that being said, <laughs> Bun is like, do these niggas know? <laughs> like, are they planning this? Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, cool. So then he does that. And then the label is like, yo, you got Outkast on the album. And Andre's thing was, Yo, like I'm out, you know, like y'all can release it, but I'm not doing a video. Then what also happens is, right, because at first they're like, yo, like we got 3-6 Mafia, UGK, Outkast on on this one record. This is gonna be huge. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is is that 3-6 Mafia wins the Oscar. Mm-hmm. The price just went up. Yes, it did. And they were like, they wanted to renegotiate their contract. So then what happens is, is their label's like, oh, word, y'all want to start at Wildin'? They're like, all right. So they put a halt on everything, but, you know, Bun beat. So it put a halt on their vocals, mm-hmm. but it then put a halt on their, their, their production. So uh, it was, it was cool. They was like, like, you know, juicy. And it was like, yo, cool. Like, you know, we still going to get something in the back end, right? Mm-hmm. So then... Bum B says, all right, I know how we're going to get Andre to do the video. We're going to get the director that the outcast always works with. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, Andre, you can do whatever you want for this video. Like, whatever you um, want to do. No, no, nah, nah, it wasn't Craig Robinson for this one. I forgot his name. He said the name, but I, I can't. It was not. It wasn't Craig. You can find it if you want. Um, and so Andre came up with the treatment for the video for it. And like Bum B and, and Pimp just showed up. 
And it was one of the like you know obviously it was one of the the best videos that we ever, ever like saw ever, ever and ever, ever. and it's funny because pretty much like what I'm I'm the the pattern that I'm noticing Ryan Barber is who Ryan Barber yeah. right the yeah. pattern that I'm noticing is that pretty much everyone always has to bend to Andre 3000's will yes so pretty much Andre 3000 is Paul McCartney if you're a fan of the Beatles. Everyone, everyone, you know, knows that like Paul McCartney was always blamed for the one always having like crazy demands and always wanting something to be changed or not being okay with something or questioning things yeah. or like needing certain kind of like a lot of people say, oh, the Beatles broke up because of John Lennon and Yoko Ono, but like people don't understand that Paul McCartney was the one that was like kind of like saying like I'm not feeling this I'm not feeling that so then eventually John Lennon was like alright fuck this I'm out <laughs> you think if Big Boy one day was to come out and be like yo fuck Andre 3000 <laughs> you think he, he's entitled to that yes I think so too you gotta think about it. They were at the height of their careers. They had just won like they weren't they didn't even go on their own world world tour. Mm -hmm. Like I get like they sold a bunch of records, right? But think about if they would have been able to go on, on the speaker box Love Below World Tour. And they could have they, they could have did their solo records or whatever like that, and then they closed the show out performing together. Yeah. Like think about how much think about how much money like obviously they made a ridiculous amount of money. But think about how much money they left on the table because of that. Think about how many new fans they probably could have gotten off of doing that. Yeah. Right, if they if they would have did if they would have did that tour, I wonder what uh what that um what they got for that Coachella set. They yo bro, it, I I think it was yeah, like light. Yeah, nah, they they. So in the book, like um, apparently they had the L.A. Reed was the one who everyone put up to asking him. Okay. To do it. For um, Coachella? Yeah, for Coachella. And like L.A. Reid had to like talk to him and like, you know, he gave like a really good pep talk and stuff like that. But like they said that uh, like at Coachella the first week that um, Andre felt like he didn't do that good and like he kind of like wasn't himself. And then the mm -hmm. second week Coachella um, was because the thing that sucks is the, the first week of Coachella is always the one that like is streamed. Mm -hmm. The second week isn't. Yeah. So like Andre was really hard on himself. And then him and L.A. Reid had another conversation and he went out and killed the second show. Mm. But, um, yeah. And then, all right, before we start talking about tracks, I also want to say, like, so you remember the Organized Noise documentary, right? How, like, they kind of talked, they touched on, like, kind of, like, feeling left out that, like, yeah. you know, Big Boy and Andre didn't, like, shout mm -hmm. them out mm -hmm. or thank them when they were giving, like, their speeches during the Grammys. Mm -hmm. And acknowledge them, even though, like, you know, they pretty much built the grassroots of, like, what they did and everything and then didn't work with them on the on their last, on those, pro, on those, like, their last project as a group. And I think, unfortunately, that they knew that the, it's weird because Organized Noise, they make hits. So it's not like they, 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 they couldn't give them but I, what they wanted, but I think that they... They were students for so long and they understood the music industry to a point that they knew what their fan base wanted and then they knew what they wanted to do. And I just think they kind of like outgrew like being on the Rico Wade's thumb and they just kind of just did that. They were big enough to like not have to answer and like give yeah. like a direct answer like, well, I did it because of this. So like, you know. All right. So the other day, me and this girl was getting into the mood and she told me, you know, I need to... uh you know, uh, trim the yard. Oh, damn. And I don't, you know, 
do you have any recommendations? You know what? Funny you say that because I got in a similar situation. I had to do some digging. I found some shit, bro. I got to put you on. Please do. It's called Manscaped. And Manscaped gave us a code that I want you to use. You get can get 20% off, bro. Get out of here. y'all too. Wrap in order 20. You use that. You go to manscaped.com. Get 20% off your order. Wow. She is going to be so happy. And, you know, she won't have no hair on her teeth. And your balls are thank you. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of standouts on this album, right? Um, the intro is a really, the intro is super soothing, right? Goes into Love Hater. How you feel about, how you feel about Love Hater? Um, actually, I, <laughs> I wish that this album had more traction. The fact that, like, I, I think that, like, there's at least six songs that could have been radio singles. I think so, too. For this album, and I think that's more so um, the disappointment. Love Hater, I think, definitely should have been like a single, mm-hmm. um, and it's disappointing. Like, I just like how like that's the like he starts it out with that, and is and if you listen to this project, he's telling the story. So like with Love Hater, I really like how that like opens the project. Yeah. The, well, it's the second track, but you know what I'm saying. Besides the intro, it's the first mm-hmm. musical track, um, it it sets the tone for the album. Yeah. And let you know what's going on. And I'll, I'll never forget the first time I listened to this project. I didn't know what the fuck I was listening to because I was like, yo, what's when's this nigga going to rap? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was very confused. Like, I thought it was like a joke. Like, I, I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, Love Hater. Love Hater is amazing in that sense. Uh, really, really. I see it as the appropriate kick kickoff for this album. And especially when it leads into this interlude. That I love so much. Um, it's in a little way he kind of comes to this real this realization of like not being this or not realization, but acceptance of not being this perfect man, but knowing his needs, knowing his desires, praying for a woman, um, but and then realizing all in the sense too that God is a woman. Mm-hmm. And um and he's just like, oh, thank you, God, like thank thank you, man, or thank you, lady. Like, he just, it really resonates differently in 2021 when you listen to this. It does. Um, I remember at this time, like, I would, did, you ever seen Dogma? Yes, long time ago. So Dogma is, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. So I, like, you. nobody couldn't tell me that he didn't use the, oh, God, as a, as a woman, like, from that, mm-hmm. from that movie in Atlantis Morissette being God. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Yo, like I wonder did like is that how he got it? But then, you know, later on, like he just, you know, from his own journey and own growth and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I just thought that was always dope. That he, you know, he basically said it. Cause it's just like, you know, we got Mother Earth, you know, yeah. things like that. So why what why can't God be a woman? Why yeah. does why would God have to be a man? And I think that it like that's what makes him so appealing and makes him so beloved by a lot of like fans and a lot of women, is that he was able to break down like stereotypes and like walls of of this whole masculinity thing mm-hmm. like and and like Andre 3000 was is still like he like like with the way his his fashion sense was a very fluid person a very like abstract kind of like in a sense of like a David Bowie or or um like a lot of like the 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 1970s and, and early 80s like rock stars like yeah. that where like they would wear like makeup and tight shit <laughs> that was like super tight. Like obviously artists still wear tight stuff, but like he they will tight as fuck, but yeah. people like the fit. 
Yeah, yeah, like Rick James, like you know what I'm saying, like coming out, like wearing shit, like spandex and all that shit, and like you know Andre, like he he embodied that, and like you know he basically, like he said, like a lot of like a lot of his outfits, he said that he was just trying to look like how his the music sounded to him. Yes, so I thought that was dope. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's a nevertheless, that's a solid interlude, and it takes us into Happy Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. which has become. Over the years, you know, I mean, it's all in the name, right? February 14th hits, like, you hear this song from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or somebody quoting it, every day's the 14th, whatever. Like, somebody always quotes this song. Mm-hmm. It's a classic, classic song on this album. Um, and, it, and it does its job. I think it's, I love the placement of it, too. Um, what you think? What you think about it? I mean, basically, it's him... The, it's like the setup. So it's like he he says his prayer and then he goes out on the prowl and he's like trying to meet women and, you know, he's being his charming self and he's out courting girls. So he's just like, yo, like, you know, I'm 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 romantic every day mm-hmm. in a sense. And I think it like it's like the setup because it's like he's going through like this whole thing. Like, all right, now I'm going out courting women and I'm being yeah. my best self. And then we go to the next song. Yeah. The next song, yeah, the next song is Spread. Right. So we get into Spread, and, you know, it's about having a one-night stand. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it leads into a one-night stand. Yeah. So that's what ends up happening. Like, he meet, he find, he meets a girl, yeah. um, and they, you know, they, they hit it off. And it's just one of those nights, and, you know, he says on the hook, I just, I just want to take you home. And, you know, he does, and, yeah. you know, he, he spreads and it. And that... For me, but uh, but that's like the great thing about how this is going so far, right? Because on God, he's admitting to you know being this imperfect man, but also knowing what he needs, and then at the end of it, being like, Oh, you have that perfect woman for me, mm-hmm. but he's just like, All right, yeah, you know, well, I'll wait, but then he doesn't wait and he just goes out on the prowl and he's wilding and it shows <laughs> the imperfect. You know, the and perfect his, man. Yeah, his imperfection, yeah, impulse. Perfection and the impulse, and you know, and being on the problem, seeing how fun that can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and where my panties is a is a is a great interlude too. It's one of is the top three um, rap skits of all time. It's amazing. Wait, what are your other two? The Mad Rapper, and um, the Mad Rapper, and the other skit is the Locks um, raping you records for me personally. Ah, that's a good one. We'll be raping you, raping you, raping you. It's a, you know, out of context, if you don't know, (laughs) it sounds crazy. Oh, you know, it's about, no, 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 no. It's it's, about their deals. Yeah, their their music deals. No, not about the, it's about record deals because (laughs) they were beefing with Puff and Puff was taking money from them. It has nothing to even do with a woman at all. Wow, I didn't even think of because oh man, I gotta get I gotta get in twenty twenty one brain. Yes, Woo! Uh, but nasty girl is up there for me. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, that, oh that, yeah, that shit makes yeah, me you're right. Every time, yeah, because it. it's funny. It's so it's funny, funny as hell. Because yeah, Biggie's nasty. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's so fucking nasty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, where are my panties? Is is a is an amazing interlude. You know, the night after. Wakes up with this girl. She's still there. You know, you have your thoughts. She having hers. 
And I like that we got to hear her perspective too. This, mm-hmm. uh, the the other voice that we hear is Tony Hunter. Such a sexy voice. Um, but that takes us into Prototype. Prototype is one of the greatest songs ever. I agree. Um, <laughs> I think like, it's frustrating to me that I I could be wrong, but I don't think Prototype is on the the Rolling Stone um, 500 greatest songs of all time. I don't think it is. And how like it's 500 songs. Like you mean to tell me mm-hmm. that one of your writers or one of those people couldn't just do that? Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like it's such a like like damn that's such a bar. Like if you're not the one, you're the prototype. Like, yeah. You're what the one was structured out of. Like that. You're what the one was modeled after. I think that's brilliant, and I think that I that is really something. That's something that I think about a lot, because when I was younger, um, I just didn't think that like, oh shit, like I'm going to meet like this perfect woman for me or whatever like that. But like now, I think about it, and I'm like, nah, I, I get what he was talking about. Just hit hit the red button. Good. Rob, please keep your voice down. Like you're trying to whisper, but I can hear your whispers. I'm so hot, sorry. Yeah. yeah. There's one battery, there's one bar on the battery. One bar on the battery on that one? All right, it's cool. So if that one goes out, it goes out. That's fine. Yeah. We can, we gotta just um, go through it. But yeah, I think Prototype is, is, one, is one of the most perfect songs ever written in history. Yeah. It's, an, it's a perfect song. Like the video, everything. Mm-hmm. Video threw me off when I first saw it, but it's it's amazing. It, it's such a like this song is a time capsule, but at the same time, it's it's still it's timeless. At the same time, mm-hmm. you know, um, she lives in my lap. Is the next one features some spoken word from Rosario Dawson. I still play this song to this day. Like this is one of those songs that I go back to very often. She lives in my lap is all right. So. Back to back, prototype into she lives in my lap is one of <laughs> like what mm-hmm. for an album? For an album, he just he was blacking. Like yo, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, if Big Boy came out and said yo, I fucking hate this motherfucker. Yeah, like I hate him with a passion. Like you, like what? Like nigga, you had this in the tuck. He's in, yeah, he's completely entitled to say fuck this nigga. He can say that. Yo, yo, like, this is one of the greatest songs ever. And like, just think about it. Like, if he like, think about it. If he was like unselfish and gave this song to another artist mm-hmm. that like has like a, a you know a traditional singer voice or a trained singer voice. Oh my goodness. Oh man, this this song you know, goes everywhere. Like, how was this song? How was this song not a radio record? Like, what? 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 Arista? The, the production like is fucking flawless. Like yo, it's what the flawless. fuck is up with like I, like yo? I get they sold eleven million records, so who the fuck am I to say what they should have done? But I think they probably may they, they might be at twenty right now. 15, yeah, because goddamn, it's a perfect record. Oh. I don't think I don't think a an artist that could really really sing would have been able to do this though. I get what like, you're saying. Nah, you're right. Yeah, too polished, too good. That's true too. You know, it's it's like certain Kanye songs. Like I was listening to eight oh eight and Heartbreak today. Or like earlier today, because one of my favorite songs from Kanye is "See You in My Nightmares," mm. and when I listen to that, no singer would have been able to do that. Like he mm. sounds, you know, 
it, it just sounds so good. Like the production with his voice and like the imperfect, mm-hmm. the imperfection of his voice. Like it just, it just works so well. And it's the same with this one. Um, hey, yeah. You know, what haven't we said about AI? We kind of already got into Yeah, that. we try to get that shit out of our head and we just can't. Yeah, you can't. It's just everywhere. That shit is a Halloween costume every year. You know, it's just, it's in pop culture. It's, I, can, I can't say enough about that one. Right. Um, we can go right into, you had anything to say about Good Day, Good Sir? The interlude with... You want to skip Roses? Oh damn, my bad. Roses. Roses is nice. All right. So Roses is is so Roses was the first song off this album that I learned word for word. Mm-hmm. It's Be- a very easy song to learn. Damn, Reg. All right. No, I mean <laughs> it's, 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 it's such a sing along. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Now I guess for me, like I I learned it just I, like that was the first song like of all of them where I was like I had to learn all the words of this mm-hmm. shit because it was just like a sing. You're right. It's just yeah. a sing along song, but I was just like, damn, like it makes you sing along. Yeah, like I was like, I. All I'm saying is, is just that as a songwriter, I don't think that we acknowledge, and I think it's because we only got this project. But Andre 3000 as a songwriter is extremely slept on. Yeah. He's not, he, he doesn't, he's not acknowledged enough. And I think that's something that um, is because like, you know, he's so shy and such a recluse. But like, mm-hmm. it, like I said, again, it's like, it's like uh, Bruce Wayne not put suiting up as Batman. He's just like, I'm a billionaire. Why do I have to save Gotham? Yeah, just next door, just watching shit. Yeah, he just watching shit happen while he laid up with Selena Kyle. Yeah. Man. Hey. That's a good life. I guess. <laughs> I um, guess. Okay, so... Uh, oh, but the video, too. The video was amazing. It was. Um, you had Cat Williams in there. Fonsworth, of course. Um, some other Big Boy's in it, too. But of course, yeah. Big, well, Big Boy's on the song. Um, there's a... Damn, I can't remember all the cameos. I know it was another Brian Barber video though. Yeah, that that's his that's his that's mm-hmm. their partner. Like they fuck with him and he the gets vid- the visuals. The video was amazing. Um, but Good Day, Good Sir is the interlude with Fonsworth that followed it. Um, pretty funny, pretty clever. Yeah, it, it's a great lead into Behold a Lady mm-hmm. because their little banter is interrupted by a woman walking by, mm-hmm. and it kind of just leads into this. A lady. What you think of this one? I thought that this was another dope. It's just the love below is perfect, y'all. And there's no flaws in it. And that's what pisses me off. Is is that like I you I can't even justify why this man don't make music. I need Andre three thousand to give me a better reason. I need a better reason. Yo, you don't think yo. He don't like old Jay Prince like a favor or nothing like that. Why Jay Prince can't press this nigga into making a fucking album? He could press somebody else, yeah, everybody right. else to do everything else, Jay right? He can press anybody. Right? Like, God damn, man. God damn you, Andre 3000. And it's not like Jay, it's not like Andre is hard to find. He be Yo, that's, what, that's how I know he don't owe nobody shit. Like, that nigga walks around happily and freely, yeah. bro. He do his own thing. He walk around with his fucking flute. Just Yo, smiling. man, what the fuck, bro? It's crazy. Yeah, I feel like everyone in New York City has ran into Andre three thousand. I haven't. I wish I did though. I have not ran into Andre three thousand. Um, I don't go outside either, but yeah. I I wouldn't even know what the fuck to say to him. But <laughs> I know what I would say to him. What would you say to him? <laughs> you motherfucker. You. Motherfucker. <laughs> 
You motherfucker, you think you can pull this? Yeah, you think you can pull this on me? On us? On me? In Pelican Day. Yeah. <laughs> I would be livid. Um, but yeah, so Behold a Lady is great. And Pink and Blue starts off with the uh, AJ Nothing But a Number sample. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really clean sample. What you what you think about this one? Um, I I like that actually. Um, it kind of told me that he wasn't still like he he was still in tune with what was going on for himself as far as like hip hop. Like, so he wasn't trying yeah. to like step away from hip hop or or the, like just like the black genre period. Right. Mm-hmm. What he was just doing was is I think he was just making music like that just was relevant to him. Mm-hmm. In that way, but still making it, you know, something very, very like cool, and like that's like what like drew me in. So like him using that sample, him what he did on this on that song particularly was the way he sets these fucking songs up is yeah. fucking brilliant because it's like it's kind it's like he kind of like also like like really like made it really easy and simple to follow this project, and, and that's also speaks to like you know his intelligence. Mm-hmm. So like you know, it was just very, very. It made me very, very happy. You're right. Yeah, it's a very simple and easy concept to to grasp. Right. Um, I think that's uh. Let's see here. What other? What other songs I wanted to highlight here? I know so, so, that. Oh, I was about to say yeah. She's alive in the Dracula's wedding is really cool with yeah. Khalees because it's kind of like he created a monster. He. Like kind of like saying to me in a sense like as far as a metaphor and I was just like oh mm-hmm. shit like what the fuck that's like, it's a sick concept man really really sick concept yeah and I'm just and I'm thinking to myself like oh man like you know he's basically saying like all right everything you know he basically saying the the, the telltale story of yo everything's great at first you know everything is amazing and then she becomes this raging you know what mm-hmm. and things just don't go well and yeah I think. I'm just. I want to fight this nigga. The more you talk about it, right? yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, and Khalees is one of my. She has one of my favorite voices. It's not that like, and that's not to compliment her so much as a singer. She just has like this really husky. Oh uh, yeah, it's dope. Voice. I love it. I love her voice. Yeah, she has like a husky voice. I mm-hmm. like it too. Um, my favorite things follows that song. Um, let's see. Was this a single? No. Or no, it was a sample. Okay. All right. It was sampled. Yeah. These are a few of my yes. favorite things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I just... Andre can't do no wrong, bro. Like, I mean, if you, like, for me, I, like, I mean... What else can we say? Like, I, I, I'm, I, I think everyone can conclude what the fuck... The verdict's going to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they know, what else? They what else? They know what the yeah. fuck going on. They know what's happening. I just, like I said, man, it's just, it's just, and it's crazy because there's so many artists that come off, like, think about it like this, right? Andre 3000 did what he did, and then Future saw that and did the complete opposite, but it still worked. <laughs> what, do you, well, what do you mean? Uh, Future saw this pro- project, right? Oh, okay. And okay. was like, all right. You loving on these bitches. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a teach them a lesson. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. 
So do, would you compare this to like Hendrix or just you talking about his career? I'm just saying like his career. Mm. Like I just felt like Future was like, all right, I'm going to take it a, 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 a different. Like he's like evil Andre 3000. You don't think so? Like you I know, yeah. That. That. You know, it's like it's like it's like that um that meme of Kermit the Frog and like evil Kermit the Frog evil rises Kermit. up. Yeah, like <laughs> like Future's evil Andre three thousand. Like think about it, Future recording music all the fucking time. We can't shut that nigga the fuck up. Yo. we can't get him to not give us a project like, or give him give us music and shit like ever. that. Andre don't want to do none of this shit. Like you know, like Andre gets along with his baby mother. Future, none of his his baby mothers get along. They just the fact they just they just opposites. Yo. Andre only has one kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, seven with Andre Erica Badu. Erica. But I'm just saying, like him and Erica get along great. <laughs> like they're friends. Like they hang out and shit. Future, like what? Him and Sierra can't be in the same room. And his other baby moms, you know, like it's always something. But yeah, man. Um, I just there's there's a lot of artists that come off of Andre 3000's um tree. He has a lot of he has a lot of sons in this music industry. Um there's a lot of music that we have in today mm-hmm. that was that you know has a lot of um shades of this album. And I also think that this project made crossover and hip hop a lot easier and made a lot I think this probably was like a lot of people's introduction to hip hop and like respecting it because you know yeah because you got to think 98 is the boom right Mm -hmm. like that's the biggest year of music period the most record sold ever right and then so hip hop is you know being respected like right oh and in 98 lauren hill wins Mm -hmm. the grammy right so they they get in that and then Outcast is like right on the brink. They they sorry Miss Jackson, Rosa Parks, Bombs Over Baghdad. Like they have those songs and it's like they're rap records, but they're crossing over. Mm-hmm. Then they come out with this project and it's like, all right, they're in. Mm-hmm. And then Andre the Thousand was like, I'm out of here. Peace. Peace. It's too crowded. Yeah, it's too crowded. That's it. Like, all right, cool, we did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I know we we're on tour with Lauren Hill, but yeah, the tour that Outcast supposed to do. I can't. I'm what? I won't be able to survive that. Yeah, no. I don't. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe, maybe Andre knew something that we didn't know. He maybe he 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 knew that his his mental couldn't deal with that kind of attention. And yeah, probably. And you gotta really being in tune with yourself to know something like that before. Yeah, and I yeah. Think he is. Yeah, man. He was drinking that tea with Erica, and Erica was like, "Boy, you gonna go crazy." You gonna go crazy. Yeah. Sit your ass down. Yeah, so I get it. It's just, you know, it's like me just being a selfish fan. Like, even though, like, people say you can't put Andre 3000 in your top five because he doesn't have a proper album, I do it. I put him in my top five because give me your favorite rapper and I guarantee you they won't say the Candyman's name. Nah, they will not say Andre. Andre 3000 is the real Candyman, ladies and gentlemen. That boy He's your rapper's favorite rapper. Um, The next song on this album is actually Vibrate. Vibrate is almost seven minutes long. Yeah. It's about masturbation. Yeah, man. Um, Great song. Great, great song. One of my favorite things about this song is that the drums for this song is actually the drums from She Lives in My Lap, but backwards. That's a dope fun fact. Yeah. Really, really dope. Um, 
it's a great song. Like it's one of those that like it kind of just plays off in the back, and then when when you grasp the concept, you're into it. Um, it's dope, and and it's a great way for it to be like the toward the end yeah. of this album. Like I said, like I'm in love with placements for albums, and Yo, this one just like this. Hit the mark yeah, like he bodied this album mm-hmm. because it literally takes you on a journey. It has a beginning, it has a climax, and it has an end. And he did this magnificently. And I just wish that Andre 3000 had one bit of a sellout bone in his body to give us more music. Yeah. I think, but I think he does. I think maybe he'll come out with something soon. Yo, bro, you know how much, you know how much recorded material he has? Like he's, he's, he has stuff that he's working on. It's just that like, he just is too in his head and nobody can tell him shit. Like Andre 3000 is very babied. You like, Nobody like he's Michael, and all these other niggas is Tito. Yeah, and he knows it. Yeah, man, he knows it. It, it just sucks, but um. Hey man, niggas ain't that great without a cause. <laughs> yeah, you that's know, true. It comes with something. Um, I think so. The album ends with a life and a day of Benjamin Andre, incomplete. Um, and. He made this to say, yeah, well, you know, in case y'all niggas think or y'all forgot that I can really bar niggas up, this is it. Yeah, man. This is, this is like for this is this is for you, actually. It is for me. This and is for, for that satisfaction of having some raps. Right. And it's like and, and I do appreciate it. But then I get mad because I realize this nigga skated on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt gypped. Yeah. I felt bamboozled. I felt hoodwinked. I felt led astray. This is like, this is some excellent rapping. And, and you appreciate it that much more because you didn't get an ounce of this on this album. Nah. And then you get to this and it's like, holy shit. All right. Oh. And then before you can like really get into it, and mind you, this song is like five minutes. But before you like get into it, like it's over. Yeah. And it's like, all right, shit. Well, that lets me know that... I really need more Andre 3000 content. Like, where is it, bro? At one point, um, I uh, I just took all of his um, all of his the feature the features that he had, and I just made a, like a list of thirty six of his features. Oh, that's fire! And made myself a little playlist, like back in the day when like, when we still burn CDs and mm-hmm. shit. I'm that much of a three thousand fan, like I. I just think that he's a brilliant artist and a brilliant mind, and I just think that we should protect him at all costs, but we should also force him to go into a studio and, and not leave until he gives us an album. Yeah. 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 But, um, um, yeah, five waffles out of five. I don't think there was any, um, I don't think that you should have thought anything else, anything I like less. I, reco- not, I like when I recommend albums that, that, we, that we agree on, and, and it's a five. Yeah, there's nothing else for me to say. Like, this project is perfect, and it might not be a traditional rap album, but it definitely his fingerprints are definitely on a lot of artists, yeah. right? Um, like even down to like Kendrick, um, and his song "Loyalty" with Rihanna. It makes mm-hmm. me think. It, like when I hear "Loyalty," I think about Andre Three Thousand a lot, and not like as far as like the tone, but I feel like he would have made a song like that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I think, I think, man, Andre, Andre's an interesting dude, man. And by the way, my my rating is also five. Uh, 
Andre's an interesting guy, man. I think he's one of those artists that's constantly he's not he's never just dormant. Like he's never just like at a standstill. I feel mm-hmm. like behind the scenes he's always teaching himself some shit. Like he played so many instruments on this album. Yeah. Um he played on Hey Ya, he played every instrument except for the bass. Yes. So so I think he is a sponge. Like he's always learning different shit, but like you said, he gets in his head a lot. I listen to a ton of Andre interviews uh before before all of this and um just hearing how he interprets his art is interesting because like his interview I think with Rick Rubin where he just was talking about all the doubt that he has in himself and I'm like, bro, you gotta listen to us at this point and just know how dope you are. But I know that it's easier said than done. It's just like I'm telling you it's gonna take Big Boy to say, yo, fuck this nigga. Yeah, probably. I mean, but he know he know he's treated Big Boy like shit. He's apologized <laughs> about it before on, He has. On um on, on Sorry CI's album. Yeah, yeah the song Sorry. was called Sorry. Yeah. Um so so he acknowledged it. But man I need we need more Andre three thousand content, man. I'm telling you, man, Jay Prince, get on it. But for now, yeah, Jay Prince, you know what to do. Just you, give you him, know what to do. Give him the phone, give him the notes, and yeah. stand next to him. Yeah, stand next to him. He know he'll like he'll this. take it from there. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so the love below is a five. I'm first class Reg, and I'm Tori and B, and we are out of here. Thank you.